Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Jimmy and I are doing some traveling in October, October 6th through 9th. We're at Cartoon Crossroads Columbus in Ohio, man, to uh, talk comics, sign comics, sell comics, and to uh, meet the Kayfabe audience out there, man. So come by, say hi, holla like you know us. I'm also there to look at that cool Billy Ireland collection. Yes, sir. October 28th through 30th, Baltimore Comic Con. That's the birthplace of Cartoonist Kayfabe, where Jimmy and I created the idea to uh, go down this YouTube rabbit hole that we've been going down for about four years at this point. Almost four, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Or almost five. Uh, Jacksonville Public Library, there'll be a zine fest October 22nd. Jimmy's going to be there flying solo to uh, say what's up to you, man. He's going to be the man of the hour on the dais doing some talks in front of everybody. So if you're in town, man, make sure you stop by and say hi to the man. Uh, Kayfabe-tober is October, and these are your drawing prompts. Screen grab this image and we will pin uh, the prompts on our Instagram and our Twitters uh, when the time comes so that you see the prompts uh, very easily. And when you draw something and you post it online on your social media, please hashtag us, Cartoonist Kayfabe, on Instagram and at us with your images on uh, Twitter. That'll make sure that uh, you know we see the stuff and we're going to uh, reshare and repost as much of that stuff as possible to help uh, rising tide raises all ships man so signal boost your artwork and things what we're going to do today man is uh one of the first big fritz stories uh in the original we don't have the original collection from ballantine major book publisher back in the day by the way of uh fritz bugs out is the story that that we're going to look at i have it in two flavors man there was a fantagraphics collection of all the fritz material right here and uh the complete crumb comics Volume number three contains all the Fritz comics from the the famous Ballantine paperbacks. Uh, the impetus for this episode was when I when I got kayfabe affected because somebody out there in the audience was trying to break up the channel and they, and they, and they only sent us one copy that we had to flip for. And you ended up with the Maurice Horn edited World Encyclopedia of Comics. I didn't think twice about it uh, because you just can't. If you don't get it, you don't got it. Uh, until it was an episode and it was so thorough and so awesome that I had to get my hands on it. We shot our episodes uh, on a Thursday by Saturday. Uh, my copy showed up at my house and I spent the weekend with the thing going post by post and just very astonished at the stuff that I saw in here. Jodorowsky's Panic Fables gets an entry. Like, this book is freaking thorough, man. And I just came across, like, the Fritz, uh, the cat entry. Here's some images from a story that we won't be covering this time, but we'll, we'll probably do at some point. And it made me realize, like, uh, you know, the famous Nas line from Illmatic. You know, if you're real about this shit, you're doing it without a record contract. All this stuff in that Fritz the Cat collection, 100 pages worth of stuff, he drew for himself, by himself, and just kept that shit in a sketchbook for years. Zap Comics came out in like 64, and this book didn't get published until a couple of years after that, man. This material was first done 60 to 65 uh, before published by Ballantine uh, in 1968 is when uh when the damn book came out dude 69 is the cartoon you know i think a lot about how the good stuff in the comics industry today right yeah and i mean this is a good example of it because i mean is there even a home for this when he's drawing it in exactly a there's you not know, it's years before there's even a place for it 
And now it's like, you, we'd be pitching, you know, if you did this kind of work, you'd be pitching it all over the place. You might have an agent selling it. There's so many, you could, you could pay for it yourself. You could crowdfund it. Yeah. A lot of options. And it's, I think that's a good example of some of the stuff that we're able to do today that wasn't available back then. It's like you say, just doing it for yourself. There's so much stuff that we get to take advantage of and we take for granted nowadays, uh, Jimmy, in those terms and beyond. Uh, in Complete Chrome Comics Volume 3, uh, the introduction by Marty Pulse, who would be a fan, uh, a friend through fandom with Robert Crumb uh, in his early days. This is him right here. You can see a collegiate kind of cool cat and Robert Crumb, like the nerd fucking holding his cat. Uh, they look like they're from two different tribes and shit, but, but uh, bound by comics. And at some point when Crumb decides to take a trip like and, and move from American Greetings to go to uh, San Fran, a bunch of his friends like gifted him, believe it or not, it was like a gift. It was a special item to present this guy, a hardcover sketchbook, a hardcover book with all white paper inside was like a special gift. You couldn't just like get that or it's very expensive. I have no idea how that worked, but hardcover sketchbooks were just not ubiquitous like they are now. And that was a sketchbook that these crumb strip, that these Fritz the Cat strips were, were, written and, and made in it was just, it's just sketchbook work in fact he got the rapidograph and he didn't even uh do much penciling on these shirts straight to that's ink. the mind blower to me working both in a sketchbook on something that's collected many times in book form yeah and doing it in a sketchbook so uh he did fritz the cat strips this is from r crumb comics and stories he did stuff in um help magazine that harvey kurtzman spearheaded uh with uh fritz the cat and uh the strip that we are going to look at today will be this baby right here fritz fritz bugs out and it begins with fritz the cat a, a pig and a rabbit a couple collegiate freshman type characters fritz is dealing with a breakup the writing at this stage when by the time you get to panel five I'm strung out, hung, you know, I'm, I'm hung up, strung out, uptight. The rhythm of the writing, first off, you're getting all 12 panels a page. So there's a pattern to the imagery and the storytelling. The beats are all the same, probably an equal amount of time in between each panel. Kurtzman jumps to mind to the forefront in terms of the writing because of like the thematic rhythm of this like hung, hung up, strung out, uptight stuff. And then little storytelling bits with like, you know, this, this pig just wants to keep drinking. Yeah, like, right. he, like he's on his own track. The works of Walt Kelly, the works of Carl Barks, all the stuff that you associate with being in that soup that becomes Robert Crumb, it's all on display here. Yeah, I mean, I would even go so far, things like Disney. Yeah, you know, like absolutely. It's, it's, oh, this um, Bigfoot. Any of the, uh, the funny animal comic was a was a genre absolutely you know, like, like you go back to golden age and you can find a hundred generic funny animal comics like yes. it was in the water so to speak so i think if you're coming up at that point and looking at comics it's inevitable that that becomes part of what you're doing part of the language that you're employing you see this super wobbly line uh very indicative of uh you know not ruling things out like this guy is drawing in his with a rapidograph man going blind that wobbly line was 
real empowering to me when I first started looking at Crumb for stuff. For sure, for sure. It, it's a say, it's a, like the line that he employs, like even throughout his career, you know, like like this line, it has so much heart and soul in there. You know, that is a that is a human hand. Yeah, very much. So his rabbit rabbit fella is like, listen, man, you need to get over that chick. We need to get you laid. So good as a cartoonist of like, oh, this is an interior scene. Mm -hmm. This is an outside scene at night. You know it instantly. Absolutely. We don't need a caption that explains that or anything. It's like very clear in the cartooning. In uh, some of the intro stuff, if not in the complete Chrome Club that you're looking at, uh, well, no, I think it can only be there. Yeah, Crum, Crum makes mention of his his uh, sort of uh, vertical hatching that's just all straight up and down, and how it took him like, years and years to figure out cross hatch until it, it took him um, to the point where like he he discovered Thomas Nast, and then he decided like how like that's he, really he just saw saw more uh, value in how how to you know interpret the graves because it is it does create a flattening out that uh that does happen here man um but once again that rhythm of these 12 panel pages I'm, I'm in love with the with the 12 panel page i think i think he makes great use of it i think there's an argument to be made that it, it's very dense you know there's a devil's advocate kind of thing where it's like very dense and maybe like not reader friendly it does feel very different the way we used to read versus the way we do now mm -hmm. because like now think of the proliferation of manga sure it's almost you know like it's so different than this kind of density Ed, is this the first, like, when you've done four-tier comics quite a bit. Absolutely. Is this, like, where you first got into four-tier comics? Yeah, it, it's it's crumb, man. And and uh, it's this work, and I think the culmination of this 12-panel stuff was a um, story that he did, with like, where Alien is in it. It's it, By the way, the, the, the other story was in Weirdo, and it was all Rapidograph also. Um there's that, but then there's the other one that was in arcade called That's Life, where it's the blues blues musician guy who like escapes his wife and does all that stuff, records a record, gets killed, and lives his whole full life with like a lot of ups and downs. And the culmination is that uh, there's like some old crusty white dude like knocking on doors looking for old records, and then they get a hold of his record, they play it, and it's just a bunch of people sitting there like enjoying the record, but like not really just for the surface level, not like all the toil that went into creating that's like the culmination of the r crumb 12 panel page uh and it's probably something that we'll never be able to show show on this channel without right. raising all kinds of trouble you know <laughs> um anyhow he's the guy though that that another piece me on the 12 panel to, to admire if this is new to everybody or even if it's not is just how animated these characters are from panel to panel calls to mind like the ivan brunetti comics journal when he talks about same size characters from panel to panel create like animation makes yeah. them come to life and you really see it as fritz is like rolling around kind of tormented in his chair not getting comfortable it's it's life it's yes. how do you give life to a character in a black and white line drawing absolutely that's one of the ways and the, one of the things that I dig most about Robert Crumb's drawing is is really setting the stage. And when he, when he draws uh, a coffee table, it feels like a coffee table or a love seat or this like kitchen interior. It all feels so accurate in terms of how things are built. Like he understands the anatomy of a, of a table lamp. Uh, he understands the things that need to be in a room to for it to feel like a room his chairs feel like they're sitting on the actual ground there it's all that stuff yeah you're right there's a lot of weight to it 
there's an implied perspective because he's not ruling out not uh, vanishing points. No, but there's a depth there, even when there's nothing. Yeah, you know, like these characters feel like they're in in uh, three dimensional space. Yes, even there's no real line anywhere that would indicate what we think of as like linear perspective. Yeah, right. Like even this is like allowing him to like eyeball that stuff, and then you just try to abide by, by that starts to get muddy you have these 12 panel pages and now you've got these panels that uh have maybe seven characters in it uh if he got just a sketchbook it's probably two size of what we're looking at wow if you think you know what i mean yeah it probably is so he's drawn real i mean his his eyes are fucked up for a reason you know <laughs> what i mean like this is you're getting in microscopic right there yeah, no doubt. And he pairs up with this girl from that, uh, what was supposed to be an orgy. Right. Instead, breaks away with this girl and kind of having conversation, right? This is your young man wandering through life and, and not sure where, where you're heading. But he's also, you know, he's a scam artist. And, and this is Crumb, the, the satire of Crumb is apparent this early in his career because he is, he is cutting up on these, you know, these... 20 year old collegiate philosopher types and you know the one way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else so he's running game on like a new bile fucking corn fed middle of pennsylvania going to school for the first time going away from home for the first time and she's buying everything he's selling and he's laying it on thick Real quick, there's a repeat here of our opening page. Exactly. Where you're really strung out, hung up, uptight. That's Kurtzman. That's Kurtzman. That's the Kurtzman bits. And throughout, you know, on other pages here, you know, there's the uptight, strung out. It's literally yeah. from Mad Magazine type uh, type pacing. Uh, Jimmy, on your... Let me grab your book real quick because I flagged this piece here to kind of show you... This is where Crumb was at this stage, drawing on the microscopic level. And he literally redoes this panel for the cover of Complete Crumb Comics <laughs> 3, probably... 88. Well, yeah, 88. 88 is your intro. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's when this would be 88, like, say, 64, you know, 20 years prior, we'll say. Uh, this is where your art grows in 20 years of constant drawing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny, too. And he figured out that hatching. Right. By the way, but still retains the human part of that line. He does. Um, Fritz <laughs> doing whatever he can to get into her apartment. Oh yeah. The quickly bored with her uh, her playing. <laughs> I feel like this is me with every element of my life. Sure. Food, dinner. What if I, if there's something that I'm interested in, whatever the other half is is happening like outside. It's like I just want that thing. I'm ready to watch that movie I've been waiting for. I'm ready for dinner. And it's a perfect choice of words here, the interesting yeah. part, because it sounds like you're paying attention. There, there's uh, in, in GTA San Andreas, there's like a dating <laughs> thing, like where you can pick up chicks and take them to their house and stuff. And, it, and, and the girls, when they get in the car, they start talking about some you know, gossipy bullshit. And you, your guy goes, that is very interesting. Yes. And just totally not paying <laughs> attention. It's real good. Also, um, fun cartooning throughout too, mm -hmm. where it's like it is just going on and on. His 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 uh, line. Bullshit baffles brains, man. Just keep plying words to the chick so that she's like, "You are so interesting." <laughs> this is a fun sort of a restrained approach, almost European. He won't uh, uh, he won't stick with that no. uh, for too long. In fact, the next the next uh, story that he does, man, is, uh, has the actual the, the orgy commences, and he always winds back up at the crib, man. You know, he, he accomplished his mission, and look at that smile on his face. He's over old Winston. 
Uh, but when he gets back to the joint, the orgy's done, and the fellas they're 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 back on the horse, you know, like they're big, they're they're studying the next day. They're studying their tests, and Fritz got a taste of life, man. He's taking some benzos so that he stays up all night, which I think you know. I remember that episode of um, Saved by the Bill where Jesse yeah. Spano takes the caffeine pills. I'm you know? so excited. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> And look at this mountain of uh, work that uh, Fritz has. Of course, man, the only solution... What's the only solution when you have 100 emails in your inbox? Put that shit on fire and delete them all. It's going to light the house on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Not well thought out. No. That up all night, no sleeping probably contributes to this. Little bits, man. They do their best, but ultimately, their crib is going up like a comics fan like a comics fan's house full of long boxes. Yeah, that's what comes to mind. There's a lot of paper in that fire. Yep. Got to call the uh, the firemen. Everybody just watches the joint burn down. Uh, a lot of inner dialogue. There's good cartooning stuff that happens here, man. Like where there's a lot of people have their own personal dialogues mm -hmm. as they're watching the thing burn. And those dialogues continue in uh, other panels. And you have a million different kinds of animals who are in the mix here. Yeah, it's fun, too, watching Fritz get uh, singled out. Like, you know, he is to blame for this. Everybody's unhappy, and now he's basically pushed out of the group. Even this is fun, some of the fun cartooning, too, the sound effects. There's but a lot on display here. Absolutely, and it's a it's a Keystone Cops kind of uh, fireman treatment. Just, you imagine a clown car amount of, like, firemen in there, and the, the, the ladder that extends way beyond uh, capacity. Fritz, and Fritz uh, he's in a different part of town now, and he's meeting some new some new people, and all of his like hung up, strung out, bugged out, whatever kind of words, like these crows, they got whole different kinds of languages, and it's the same thing in a bag, and yeah. it and it creates that that rhythm, that Kurtzman rhythm with a different set of language, but it's holistically similar to the previous stuff. That's another Kurtzman you know, element. Our videos are brought to you by the books that we make. And out in stores now, Jimmy has the Deadliest Girl Alive Street Angel image collection that's back in print, collecting all of his image comics, street angel work. Hulk, Grand Design, Madness, and Monster are in uh, stores right now and are going to be collected in a sexy treasury edition uh, at the beginning of 2023. Make sure you put in your pre-orders right now so they know how many of these things to uh, print. And Red Room Trigger Warnings is uh, in stores now, collecting the 2022 issues of Red Room Comics. Good companion piece to go along with the Anti-Social Network. And it is uh, completely self-contained. So if this is your first exposure to Red Room Comics, by all means, give it a shot. You're not missing anything out on uh, the other book. But if you dig it, scoop it up. And back to the programming. Uh, the conversation continues with, uh, with The Crow and... And uh, Fritz, he's getting a new whiff of inspiration. They're gonna go rob a car, <laughs> and when they go rob this car, Fritz is like, "Yo, let me let me drive it." And the crow is like, "I like your style." Smashes the car immediately. How about that cityscape, dude? I was gonna say all of these external city scenes. I think are amazing. Yeah, I like know. all the signs and stuff because it's so small. You're doing this in a sketchbook. You're doing this in 12 panels per page in your sketchbook. All that light and in, in the windows and the backgrounds, all that stuff is dynamite to me. Because it's another one of those like, how do you do a cityscape without perspective? Yep. 
Chris is going to party with the crows, man. He's meeting some new chicks. The animation of this dance sequence, it really feels like the key animations uh, in like an animated movie. Like, you know, you would have in-betweeners do the other bits. But you really feel the bounce, and you can almost hear the fucking music, man. That bounce and movement, going back to that idea of it being like anim animation, it's another page. Yeah. Like, it's a different style than what we've seen in terms of his cartooning from panel to panel. And I, I it's exceptional cartooning to do that. Yeah. In a story that you're doing in a sketchbook, who knows, on a bus riding cross-country, no idea what this is for except to amuse yourself, and yet you see these, like, formal variations from page to page and panel to panel yeah yeah i would say that the the camera angle is fixed at viewer eye level constantly mm -hmm. and even in sequences where you're looking up at this this cart it's still at somebody standing there like ground level this what makes this page different is it is fixed camera angle fixed position so you're just seeing yeah, it feels like second by uh, second by second. It could have been a flip book. Or exactly. Something if you pulled those panels out and watched them one at a time. <laughs> Takes that shirt off, dude. You see, you see her running with the jugs. That's <laughs> so, so ridiculous. It seems like after Crit, after Fritz busts that load, he gets a whiff of inspiration, and he's too far to a to to the side of wiling out, man. <laughs> you know, like you know your average dude when he's done. He's ready to go sleep, chill out, maybe eat something. But Fritz wants revolution. He says the word revolution after busting that load. He has more energy than he knows what to do with. Right. Which gets the ire of the cops and uh, communists thrown his way. Sure. This is that time. You know, all those cops of that day would have probably been some World War II fellas. This is a famous image that, that gets redrawn on book covers. I, I, I remember seeing this image in, co in color. Guess what happens, man? Fritz is going back to the crib. Always ends up back at the frat house with the boys. He brings the crow girl with him. But then what happens, man? The ex-girlfriend shows up. Of course. And she's very sophisticated. She's got the glasses. She's got that prim and proper hair. It looks like, uh, you know, Betty Draper or whatever from Mad Men. <laughs> kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see his lovemaking with her is different. It's, he's hearing musical notes when he's hugging on her. Different music. Yes, sir. And Wax and his... thing to see music represented in his work early on, too. Like, sure. we know he's a musician, uh, but, you know, how do you draw that? How do you represent that? It's a challenge. Sure. So it's kind of cool to see him, uh, you know, working that challenge here he, at an early, early time. Yeah, he's got his cartoon language for sure, man. So Wax and his philosophies to Winston gets a knock at the door, and now <laughs> Fritz's, bo Fritz's body count is showing up, man. <laughs> The body count is showing up, you know, Chekhov's hose, dude. Like, these girls were introduced <laughs> early, so you got to get them to pay off later. <laughs> yeah. They're all showing up. Including now the cops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but listen, man. After Winston dips, Fritz shows up to get reacquainted. They wax their stuff, and they're like, yo, let's... Let's travel the world. Let's get away from class. Let's get away from school. Let's bug out. Let's get strung out. All that stuff. This is that thing too, man, where like sometimes the idea of being with someone, because Fritz was lamenting sure. this lost love, the idea of being with someone, the imagination of what could be, can sometimes be, and probably more often than not is, much better than the real life of the situation. Because in your imagination, it could be whatever you want it to be, but you can't control somebody. So, 
as they continue on and do their trek. What do you see? One quick see? note. The and so. This is something that when I read this, this is the first time I read it was uh -huh. this week. I thought of Chris Ware because he does those panels where it's like big lettering with just one word, a conjunction, yeah. sometimes like that. Yep. And I was thinking like something I recognize from Chris Ware. This is decades before sure. Ware's doing it. And maybe there are pieces in between, but it, it does seem like a standout moment. Sure, sure. I mean, what a panel too. Like if you just isolate that panel, the and so panel, that's a pretty wild panel. I wouldn't think to do that panel. Sure. You know, especially whenever I was 20, I don't know what he is, 23 or something. Yeah. Here are guys bugging out, and just from the body language, you could tell Fr Fritz just—he ain't trying to hear it. Yeah, this is no good. Um, some of these panels, though, I think are really strong. Oh wait, I'm one page ahead. Here's our uh, here's that vertical yeah. hatching that that crumb, you know, looked at with fresh eyes, because uh, like you know you see that it's very flat, and you know this is what crumb grows into. And let's just see some examples where you, you'll you literally see the ground plane hatched out, but like maybe in some perspective, you know, where it's going with yes. the imagery, you know, like it's in a kind of perspective and it makes sense that way. But, you know, you, you maybe you start at this place and, you, and then you, you get tighter. It just, that's how it goes. I always think of him as this like exceptional drawer. So like whenever you see things like compositions repeating, I find that interesting. You know, again, like when I first started looking at his stuff, he would do like a spotlight effect, which is a similar shape, but it'll sort of like usually fade into like maybe black corners in your right. panels. And I would look at that and look at that and try to figure out like, where does that come from? Why do you do that? It looked cool because it made your panels kind of separate. It's almost like giving them a heavier border. But I, I take that away when I look at his stuff as like repetition of compositions and like, why, why repeat these? Sure. You know, what is there something pleasing in this composition that, that you're working this? So... You know, in this case, I think it almost creates like a, a continuing panel, even though it's a couple panels. Right. Um, which is a way to break up same size panels. But now we've got maybe continuous backgrounds or tangents that yeah. repeat, but are intentionally repeating. Right. Another fixed camera angle piece. He's going to write a poem because, you know, this is, once again, the satire of it. This is that post beat era, like, like those young freshman philosophers that's right on this is right on the hills of jack kerouac and ginsburg and all those guys where kids at college now decided like i need to have something to write about i'm gonna hop the trains i'm going to you know like be poor broke and do heroin and shit so he's going to write his poem of course nothing because that's the other thing that comes with these young kids who are getting their life experience it never translates to to uh art it's always an excuse for bad behavior crumb is pretty critical of the hippie lifestyle right absolutely and, and the beats and, and all that right shit. in the middle of it you know like he like always this said six mid 60s like this would have been like hippies everywhere janice so joplin knew him a lot of um you know a lot of this subject matter all around you if, yes if, if you're going to find uh fully in this kind of behavior and it's a frustration and disdain of your peers in a way too where it's like get it out on the page that's that's the thing like uh people want people want like a one for one like the artist puts this down on the page so it is who he is like that is him but sometimes in my mind it's it's good to get the bad ideas out in some productive way and be a normal human in society rather than uh you know you don't check boxes off to make art like that is propaganda but people want propaganda this is what i was uh starting to say a minute ago so their car breaks down and now we're going to fight in, yeah. in the car at first. 
the back and forth is so good. Like one, I think that space and the way those characters overlap, man, it's perfect. You read it in an instant, and that's a pretty complex thing. Drawing the inside of a car, hard to begin with. Having two characters arguing in the car, even harder. But look at how Fritz's face, it's like face right, face left, face right. You're creating mo a yeah. lot of motion there. Yep. Um, I think that's so important, and it's something I just don't see in Talking Head comics. Look it's at like this. find ways to make these characters move. And, and, and look at Winston's. She has an accessory. She has a cigarette. And there's so many different treatments with the cigarette. In her mouth, it's on one hand while on the uh, steering wheel. It's in another hand about to go in her mouth. Another hand like on the steering wheel. Just creating creating that space. Like, it's, it's adding to her character. Yeah, it makes the space feel very physical. Looking for some help, man. Uh, Fritz, of course, he's a bullshit artist, so he's talking <laughs> about, you know, it's the rods and cones and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Flag somebody down, and the guy's just like... And he looks like a, a, a good grease monkey, this dog character. He's just like, dude, you guys just have... Uh, chill your engine out a little bit, man. Don't ride so hard. All it needed was some coolant. Walks away from the chick to go get some water. And, uh, you know, he can't perform a task. He's got that ADHD. So he drops the bucket and he's like, fuck her, dude. Goes to get some, some, some grub in town. How about that diner? Uh, once again, another, like, dude, it has a, a name to it. You don't even see the name of the joint on the outside. You see the backwards fluorescent light tube lighting. It's called Eat em Up. I love it. I love that lettering. <laughs> it's genius, man. It really is. I did a drawing not too long ago, and it was inside of a place with you do the backward lettering on the window. Sure, such yeah. a staple. Yeah, little band aid uh, on the uh, booth seat yep. that adds the life to it. Having the coffee cup with a little bit of spilled stuff that adds the life to it. Like he knows what to put in there to to just make this stuff feel real organic. Very lived in. Totally lived in. And of course, he has no money to pay for his food. Right. It's such a bum. Yeah. I love the, the, the chef or the, the guy behind the counter calls him crumb. Yeah. <laughs> Decides to start hopping the rails. He's going to be a hobo. He's going to be Jack Kerouac, man. Going to ride the rails and gets found out by the con Conrail police real quick. Of course. Bumped on the head. Get the fuck out of here, dude. It can go no other way. Kick to the curb. And uh, the last page, big money shot. Man, we're getting all kinds of imagery in here. But it's very clear that our boy is not out in the desert yet. And by looking, he's going through junk shops, electric plants. Very industrial. Boilers, yeah, clearly of the city. Taking shots wherever you can. General Monopoly, you know, <laughs> at a time when General Motors, one of the, or General Electric, maybe the biggest company in the world, probably around this time. And uh, it ends in the only way that it could possibly end when he's fully down and out, completely battered and beaten. He ends up back with the homies, man. Uh, this, it's a metaphor for Pittsburgh, man. Like, just when you thought you were out, they pull you back in. Yeah, I don't think that's just Pittsburgh. No. <laughs> it's probably a metaphor for being 22. Yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, a comic done for fun in a sketchbook that, I mean, if you would have told that young crumb that this will be an animated movie one day, you wouldn't believe it. One of the crazy things about his his relationship with those movies is that he fucking hates it. He hates yeah. that flick. And we're talking about the Fritz the Cat X-rated animated cartoon. It very much, there's a lot of it that's verbatim directly from the comic and compositions are the same, 
the only thing I can think that he would have such terrible disdain for it is he comes from a place, like you said, of like Fleischer Brothers animation, rotoscoped, beautifully fluid animation of, of when he was a kid. And that's a very rough, you know, 12, 12 images a second, if that type thing that's very rough. Like the backgrounds are kind of, you know, ha like they even have the hatching and all that kind of stuff. So maybe it feels cheap to him or something. I wonder if it's the effect around it. Because he seems to hate disingenuous yeah, behavior. Sure. So now once this movie comes out and people know that's, Some that's you, that's your stuff. character. Oh, I love this movie. It's so cool. Probably not something that he appreciated here. Right, right. Especially from people that he probably respects less the more they like that movie. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. You know what, though, I will say? This is all the vertical lines that we've seen. He wraps these lines around the form of that light. And it made me think like, he'd become very good at that. Yeah. You know, like, like wrapping, doing line work that describes volume and shape. Yeah. And it makes me think That's like, right are these minor breakthroughs, you know, where it's like, oh, I just drew this lamp this way, but I like how it looks. Right. Maybe I'll draw the next round thing, a car fender or something like that. Keep yeah. it in mind. Yeah. So, man, if this vid does well, Fritz the Cat, special agent of the CIA, <laughs> could, could easily be on the horizon. And then there's like uh, one more of these uh, old school Fritz strips. It is bizarre. I mean, he's just creating comic books, and anybody that's seen the Crumb documentary knows that's what he did his whole life with, you know, his brothers for a while, and then on his own, like, he's just continuing this. Like, this is a guy that, now you're an adult, you're, who knows, driving cross-country or in a new city or whatever, what do you do? You go back to your, what you've done your whole life. And, and like, what was, comics at this time, while he's making it, it's, Marvel Comics is brand new. 65, I think, is the date on that sign-off. Right, right, yeah, yeah, February 65, and uh, started in, like, October 64. Like, that's the other cool thing about this uh, complete crumb stuff, is that uh, you got the dates. Fritz bugs out, October 64, Feb yeah. 65. So, you know, a couple years into Jack Kirby, like, Spider-Man, like, that's what comics is. And he often said in documentaries and interviews and stuff, like, like I never even thought about comics anymore. Like, the Pogos and all that, that's gone. That's what I like. There's no way I'm going to be able to make the comics I want. But I so get a job as a fucking color separator at American Greetings. Is that what he did there? He drew stuff after a while when they realized, like, oh, this boy has some drawing acumen. But he started as a color separator. That's how he got his foot in the door. Uh, served him well when he's cutting the seps and shit for Zap Comics and the posters and stuff like that. But uh, just making the comics that he wished exist. Willing them into existence, you know? Isn't that always the answer? It is the answer. It's the answer, and I implore, uh, you know, kayfabers out there, man, make the comics that you don't have on the rack. That's the, right. The, one, the ones that you want. It certainly has served us well uh, for our own careers, man. Fun to look at, very inspiring in terms of comic book, book making. A little disturbing. Very disturbing. <laughs> very disturbing. And, you know, he does a censored version for the covers, because when our boy's walking around in the strips, like, that junk is everywhere. Uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? That piece is definitely being shown everywhere. That's great. Good to go? I am. Okay, favors like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new videos are available. Jimmy, what do you have out there? Hulk Grand Design, Monster Madness. The two single issues are available now wherever comic books are bought and sold. 
More importantly, the big treasury size collection is coming to stores in January. You got to pre-order that now. Let them know that you want a copy so they know how many to print. And I want those numbers through the roof. They yes, delayed the, the book release. I turned it in on time. So let's drive those numbers up. I appreciate your support on that one. Uh, Street Angel, Deadly Scroll Live, my collection of Street Angel comics from Image is back in print. You should be able to get that wherever you find comics and books. And you can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see a lot more of my comics and art and, and process. Red Room Trigger Warnings book collection is out in stores now. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game of Red Room Comics. And uh, every book is completely self-contained. So there's the Anti-Social Network as well, came out last year. Each of these uh, stands alone. So give one a shot. If you dig it, grab the other. Continue to support the work. I appreciate that a lot. And I'm serializing new stuff on my Patreon right now. Uh, three bucks will get you the archive over there. You're going to get the complete anti-social network and trigger warnings as well as the next round of red room comics and beyond uh, i have a lot more stuff that i plan uh, in the future that goes in a completely different trajectory than red room three bucks for the archive there uh you could hit up my link tree in the description to uh get access to all this stuff what else do we have jimmy subscribe to the cartoonist kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video you can also find cartoonist kayfabe t-shirts merchandise fanny packs my favorite from mm. Spreadshop, and those are in the links below the video as well another great way to support the cartoonist kayfabe channel jimmy given those marching orders will be on our way read more comics